This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Man busted cooking chickens in Yellowstone Hot Spring. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) It's just all going completely bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas. That's Scotty Landis right there. That's Kurt, Curdy B. Brownoller, and we're looking at each other, and I think we're actually looking pretty good today. It's shocking. <laughs> and we have, this is our first time, second appearance guest. Repeater. It's first time repeater, best bud. Oh, yeah. And comedy writer, hey. Albertina Rizzo. Woo. Yahoo. Hi. So, um, so delighted to do it twice. Oh, man. We're happy. So to nice. Have I you came back, back twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think you had to because you were on, I think, our second episode when we still didn't really know what this podcast was going to be. So now Kurt and I at least have a general understanding of the shape and speed of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you you knew with me it was like an easy thing because <laughs> there was no nobody to impress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just true. throw her in there. She seems like an easy one. <laughs> yeah, we'll buy her a pizza or something. She's cool. But but I was I was uh, thinking about the last time that we did this. It was like four days before lockdown <laughs> in Los Angeles before yes. the pandemic, and right yes. now. It's two days after the election yes. when they're still counting votes. So yeah. my timing, if there is ever a nuclear war, <laughs> that's right. You're gonna be on right before I'm gonna be that. on like two days before that. So know that I am the warning sign. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I wouldn't want it any other warning way. Warning sign. That's right. And you're you're back in New York now, right? I am back in New York now. Um and you know, New York is thriving, um, it seems. Uh, okay. people are eating dinner in bubbles <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's inevitable it, i saw i saw one blow away the other day and it was truly like <laughs> the Time weird, out. real bubbles like a plastic bubble, you know because it's cold because it's the mm-hmm. northeast so mm-hmm. so uh so it was like a 50 it was like a 49 year <laughs> degree day and the wind was, I, I kid you not, it was at 40 miles an hour. Like the wind oh. was insane. <laughs> Love that And so what they've done in restaurants, New York, the most, you know, they always find a way. They, you yeah, know, New Yorkers they figure it out. It's the most wonderful city for that reason. They figure it out. So um, I was with a friend of mine and we were walking down the street and we saw like people were sitting in tables. Like, you know, the, the uh, bubble, the, um, the, um, sort of plastic bubbles that people um, 
use when they're uh, at the beach, like they get in a hamster yeah. wheel type bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like a cabana. Like, Azorb. Azorb. It Azorb. looks like a Azorb with a table inside of it. <laughs> and, and you saw one just blowing down the street. And truly the wind just blew it off as people were sitting inside of it. It just blew away. <laughs> Oh my God! It's a pandemic tumbleweed. That's yeah, it cool. Is. It is. <laughs> I like that. It is. All right, you want to hear about this man who yes. cooked a chicken in a hot spring? Yeah, man, busted cooking chickens in Yellowstone hot spring. I wish right. I could credit one person for sending this in, but I just I just went through fifty messages. Yes, and about twenty five of them were this. Uh, so this is from Laramie Live. Uh, Thank credit you. To Oh, but guys, I'm going to click back over to the Zoom just to see your faces when I say this. Uh, This story about this chicken getting cooked in the hot spring, it's written by Nate Bird. No. (laughs) Well, nobody's better. He is the best. When when he's covering Mr. Bird gets all the chicken stories. (laughs) Best in the biz. He says, this is weird even by 2020 standards. A group of people, including a man from Idaho Falls, were recently busted in Yellowstone National Park while they were cooking a chicken in one of the park's geothermal hot springs. Of course. Culinary That's so disgusting. Sorry. Happened in early August, according to Nate Eaton at East Idaho News, when a park authorities received reports of a group carrying cooking gear towards a hot spring. That'll okay. definitely send off some, uh, some alarms. Yes. Rangers arrived and found the group had two chickens cooking in the hot waters of a spring. Ugh. Idaho Fallmans was given a citation for walking the thermal area, to which he pled guilty. He's always given, also given a 600 dollars fine, probation, and is banned from Yellowstone for two years. That seems okay. exactly right, though, by the way. That seems like the perfect punishment for cooking a chicken. It's like, you just don't come back for two years, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, okay, a couple of things. First off, yeah. So it's like nature's hot pot, basically. Like yep, he's right. doing nature's hot pot. Yep. But filled the, with sulfur. Filled with, <laughs> with sulfur. Also, the idea that he knows human bodies go in there. And they're like, you know, it would be nice like cooking mm. <laughs> chicken in human <laughs> human juice. Ooh. No, I think. <laughs> Wait. No d- human bodies go in this. No. This oh, this oh. Like it, it's it's like... not like hot springs like um, like a no. day spas? Okay. No, no this not is like, like a Pokemon. geyser. This is like a geyser uh, that smells like farts. Yeah. No, I know what, I've got, what those are. Yeah, but like, don't you, can't you get in them? I've been in those before. In no, like, yeah, but not a Yellowstone. Like these are like oh, they're okay. super super hot and prehistoric and, and delicate. It's a delicate yeah, ecosystem. The main thing you're not allowed to do is you're uh, is like walking. You're not allowed to walk over them because like the ground is very brittle and underneath it is boiling sulfuric yeah. water. Okay. And so you can fall right through into the hot spring and essentially die. Okay. I need uh, you I need you to have the visual of what I thought was happening. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> essentially is, it's a dude in a hot tub no, in the ground. I, with two chicken which with I their think, arms over the sides of the thing. Which I think <laughs> you need to have a research team see if this has happened. I went like I was talking blue lagoon in Iceland. Some guy oh. walks in with his shorts on and holding a raw chicken <laughs> and yeah. then cooks it while he's sitting in the, the hot spring. That's that really what luxurious. I thought you were saying. Yeah, I would love if a banana Listen, animal, if you have artistic skills, if you would please paint a hot tub with a man and two raw chickens with their arms over yeah. the sides, I would be very happy. It would be that. so great. Yes. I also should preface that, you know, 
a very few times, like a couple of times, I am very aware of like my understanding of something being said in English, given my, my immigrant it happens parents. all the time. Like sometimes somebody will say a, a phrase and I'll repeat a phrase and I'm like, oh, that's not how you say it. And I don't know why I was born in this country and somehow it still escapes me. Well, wasn't your, didn't your mom, you wrote on Jimmy Fallon even before it was Tonight Show, but didn't your that's mom right. call him something else? Like she never said Jimmy Fallon, right? Right. No, she always called him Jommy Fallon. <laughs> she also, I also, oh, wait, wait, wait. We, she also, she has so many of these. She also, Jommy Fallon, and the name is on the, on literally, the sh- like, you can see the name every yeah. day. <laughs> yes. It's clearly an I. She called him Jommy Fallon. <laughs> Also, Johnny. And then she, for up until like, I think, Johnny, it's not even a name. And she's, by the way, lived in this country forever, as long, I mean, truly forever. Um, and, <laughs> and the other thing is that she would also say, she would also call, um, you would think she had mastered the English language, right? She's still like Argentine through and through. She, she, uh, she used to call Starbucks. <laughs> blockbusters <laughs> i don't know why like i guess like i knew but the weird thing is that she would be like i'm gonna get a hot chocolate at blockbusters and i knew what she was talking about yeah yeah because to right me and i think popcorn. i mentioned it i think i mentioned it on the first episode or with the episode we did but that um she would always call spongebob square pants Punch Bob, Punch Bob, Pants Pants. Punch Bob, Pants Pants. I mean, that's a funnier cartoon. I love SpongeBob, but <laughs> Punch Bob, yeah. Pants Pants. I, we, I may have mentioned the blockbusters before, but it's it's, it's truly it's worth repeating. It's really my favorite thing. My favorite uh, thing. Uh, yeah, my mom had one of those great mom moments where we were in the station wagon. She's driving us home over summer break from the pool or whatever, and um. Aerosmith's dude looks like a lady comes on and after you know just instantly is screaming dude looks like a lady <laughs> and she just turned the channel right away and we were all like she was like do the funky lady do the funky lady and I was like is that even offensive do the funky lady it's a fun ass song <laughs> let it ride so ma <laughs> wait uh, another, I- wait I have another wait there's okay. another mispronunciation she um she told me one day she she texted me frantically. I thought something was wrong. She was like, pick up the phone, pick up the phone. And I couldn't yes. pick up. My mom, is this an emergency? And she finally yes. says no. And then when she replies, she goes, turn on CNN. They are doing a documentary. I mean, she said it with a lot more mistakes. They're doing a documentary of rock and roll. It's about, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about the Rolly Stones. R O L L Y and Fast Domino. <laughs> oh, I love Fast Domino. He's a lot skinnier than the other one. That's for sure. He's just Fast jogging Domino. around New Orleans with his piano on his back. And the Rolly Stone. And the Rolly oh, Stone. I love that. Anyway, um, oh. I recently, I don't even know if, I, I feel like my memory's so bad. I hope I'm not repeating myself. Who cares? I'm talking about your mom. But uh, I recently called Celine Dion uh, Renee Claudet. <laughs> <laughs> See, Renee Claudet. The leap makes sense though. Like the yeah. leap makes sense. Like Blockbuster and Starbucks. I was like, I got, I sort of get, get how it. she got it. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah. The, the CK somewhere got mixed up. 
I love that yeah. kind of stuff. It's so funny because it doesn't matter. Our friend Johnny Pemberton has a joke that Megan, Ashley, Lauren, and Rachel are the exact same name. That if you're named... <laughs> No, Megan, Amanda, Rachel, Lauren. If that's your name, it's all the exact same name. And at some point, like, like I worked on a show once and somebody called me Steve and I was running the show for a month and nobody corrected him. And they were like, sir, do you want me to like tell him? And I was like, no. And I just never, it's on the call sheet every single day. I'm his boss. There's a chair with tape on it that says Scotty. And he was just like, Steve, can I get you anything? And I'm like, we're rolling with this one. And I don't, who gives a shit? Yeah, who cares? They're trying. They're That's trying. So That's what I say. He, he identified so funny, me as dude. a man, and it had an S. So we were close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my name. I always tell you this. Like I've yes. talked about this at length. How people, when I introduce myself, at least four times this has happened, and this is true. Where I'll say <laughs> my name's Albertina, but I say it quickly, and for some reason they think I said my name is Al Pacino, <laughs> 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 and I'm like. My parents named me Al Pacino, you think? Okay. Al Pacino Rizzo. Like, oh, I love that so much. Kind of works. Give us another story. Drunk man locked in shouting match with dog for 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> this is from the business drinks, uh, thedrinksbusiness.com, written by the one and only Natalie Wang. Thank you, Natalie Wang. Thanks, Nat. And, um,. Nobody sent this in. I found this, so we're just going to attribute this to Scooter Fabian. Uh, Scooter Fabian sent this in. Um, Here's the article. Drunk man locked in shouting match with dog for 30 minutes. The drunk man had dozed off on his stationary motorcycle on the night of March 3rd when when he was woken by the barking of a stray dog. As reported by a Chinese media cover story, security camera footage shows the man, named only a Xiao, getting into what can... Uh, appears as a spirited argument with the animal. Uh, It has gone viral, and close to 9 million people have seen this video. Annoyed at being woken up, the man started talking back to the dog, pointing at it and chasing the dog around until it retreated into a gated factory building. With the gate dividing the two, the man was seen shouting at the dog in an argument which lasted for over 30 minutes. Things then escalated when Xiao decided to ram his motorcycle into the <laughs> gate repeatedly. Oh, the loud... <laughs> this guy really was pissed about being woken up. The loud racket woke up some of the people inside who called the police. He has been arrested. Um, many users say that he should be thankful for the dog who woke him up and distracted him from drinking and driving and having an accident. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, arguing with a dog at any point. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. It's incredible. It's incredible. I really, that's when you really want to, you, you really wish, um, you could, uh, tell what animals were saying. Yes. Oh yeah. All I wish time. I could make, you know, animals talk. I I I truly like I have many wishes. That's certainly in the top number ten. one. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Great superpower. I'm not the top three. No, no, I know. The world is too awful for me to have it in the top three. That would be <laughs> that would be really stupid. <laughs> yes. If that was my top three wish. Yeah. Number one, um, I just want to be able to open my hand and have a saltwater taffy there any time of day. That's number one for this old dog. <laughs> you know how I feel about saltwater salt water taffy. Kurt hates it. I a hate jer- saltwater taffy. A Jersey Shore up, favorite. Hates it. Grew up in Jersey Shore. 
and hate it. Normally, when I'm drunk, I want to hug dogs. Like normally, yes. I'm the I yes. become more loving. I want to pet dogs. Maybe I pet them too long when I'm drunk. But that's like the greatest con- drunk drunk adult and willing dog is a wonderful. Um, just let's let's hang out. It's you and me. Whether yes. it's inside, outside, in the car. Well, I, I do understand having long discussions with a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, only you understand. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely talked talk to my dog for long periods of time. And especially when she's barking. Because I'm honestly baffled that she still doesn't understand the whole idea of male. Like it just breaks me <laughs> every day that like sh- every day she thinks a man is attacking the house. <laughs> the same and, man. But then, yes. but because she barks, he retreat retreats quickly after dropping a package on the front porch. That's Dear so God. Cool. Well, you know, I was going to say that if 80s movies taught us anything is that a dog and a drunk person is usually the symbol of like a great party. Yeah, like it's a great going. time. Right. Yeah. It's a good time. It's never a bad time it's when there's never ever a bad time that's right i just don't understand i don't get i don't get louder when i'm drinking when you're younger a lot of people are screamers in college and even like when people drink in high school i think being loud and singing to your favorite song as loudly as possible is a thing but to me like i just get slurry and giggly and complimentary i'm just always just like you don't know how great of a person you are and you need to and so does our mutual yeah. shared friend between the three of us rob anderson rob's the same way and there was one night where i realized that we were just building somebody up too much and i was like hey we are just we're, it was like two tony robbinses just standing over our other friend and i was like i'm gonna go outside we're, we got this your self-esteem should be good for 35 years well, like Rob Anderson is like a wild man when he, I feel like he's like got that thing where you could, it could go any way. Like he yes. cannonball in a pool or maybe yes. like be very calm. You don't, you just don't know with that guy. Yeah. Uh, no, for me, I mean, I've been told before that, um, that I, that you can't really tell when I'm there. And, but, but I can tell because I do get very, um, like, not like emotional. I just really get very sincere. Like that's right. when I want to get really sincere with people. I love that. And get into that. their business. Oh, get yeah. into some secrets. Yeah. I like to tell people how much they make them feel good, how much they mean. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. this is this is um this is something from when you were on the show the first time. Okay. Yeah. People, an enormous amount of people, you must have mentioned it, and I do not remember. Do you remember mentioning a field where there's giant crumbling yes. heads, like uh, presidential heads in a field. Do you remember? Oh, mentioning Scotty that did. Yeah. No, Scotty, I think Scotty that? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mentioned we were, yeah. America. Right. Okay. Well, this I found the crumbling heads. Um, this was sent in today by Lauren Mitchum. Wow. Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Um, she had just listened to the episode with you from May 4th. Right nice. on time, Lauren. Said, She's always punctual. Where the giant crumbling presidential. Okay, so this is from Smithsonian Magazine. Mm-hmm. The title is How 43 Giant Crumbling Presidential heads, heads Ended Up in a Virginia Field. Yes. This is a beautiful and amazing story. I'm going to post the photos. The photos are, um, they're fucking amazing. Really? They are so great. They're, they're just busts. Probably huge, probably like six or seven feet tall. Each okay. Of the heads. Big enough. And all of them look like they've been shot in the head. Cool. And they're cry- they all look like they're crying 
because of rain damage. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yes. Uh, in Croker, Virginia stands a site that would just, oh, this is by Jennifer Billick. Jenny, thank you. Jenny, we love you, baby. In Croker, Virginia stands a site that would make just about anyone stop in their tracks. 43 ghostly effigies of presidents past crowd together in the tall grass. Some of the 18 to 20 foot busts what? have crumbling what? noses. Tear-like stains fall from the eyes of others. Yes. All have bashed in heads to some degree. This could be a scene from the world's most patriotic horror movie, but it's all too real. And Howard Hankins' family farm is just the latest stop on the busts. Larger wow. journey from iconic pieces of art to zombie-like markers of America's past. Jennifer Billick is a good writer. Yes, good she writer. is. That was poetic. That was, that was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Jennifer. Also, definitely want to go. What do we do? I like we. Sh- I okay. There's so many things to see because there's nothing to do. So the, but right. there's a lot of so stuff to, to see. Out. Right. Yes. You have to. So see. I'll tell you how you see this. So okay. these used to be. Uh, they are the remains. The bus are all that remains of Virginia's President's mm. Park and now defunct open air museum, <laughs> where visitors could once walk among the presidential heads. President. Park first opened in nearby Williamsburg in 2004. Okay. The brainchild of local landover Everett Haley Newman and Houston sculptor David uh, Addix. That's, that's his name. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> it's hyphenated Addix. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's Addickes, but it's A D I C K E S. Either way, he's uh, sculpting president's heads. We can mm-hmm. we'll just ballpark it. Just ballpark mm-hmm. it. Who yeah. was inspired to create giant busts after driving past Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. Heard of so it. So this is amazing. Their presidential vision soon literally went bust. The park, which cost about $10 million to create, went belly up due to lack of visitors in 2010. Doomed in part by location, it was hidden behind a motel and slightly too far away from Colonial Williamsburg tourist traffic. <laughs> the park went into foreclosure. That's funny. Well, so that's sh- where Hankins... Go ahead. They should have taken a clue from like the Hall of Presidents, which nobody wants to visit. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. like it's clear that oh, yeah. as a, Americans don't really care about president. Imagine well, I mean, some of us not 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 in this not in this day and age. But um, but it feels Imagine if like these were twenty foot tall busts that actually talk to you as you walk oh, by. That would I mean, be twenty foot, twenty feet. No, is twenty like feet four is a times lot. larger yeah. than you. Bigger than you ten know? feet, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, I I but see that kind of stuff. Um, I, I just really get into, I love yeah. that kind of stuff. As we've mentioned before in yeah. the previous time I was here, um, I love visiting so, like something, somebody put their heart and soul into it and really like a lot of sweat and tears to I make mean, something. So yes, that's a lot. Three 20 foot tall bus. That's so much work. And it they're is. beautiful. I also sh- definitely should go there because I, um, collect really stupid well i collect i found a few uh i love um badly uh bad busts of people like that that don't look like them at all like (laughs) those are the best the country music hall of fame by the way if you've ever been um the most oh the the wall there they have like a wall of fame and literally not a single person looks like who they're supposed (laughs) they all look they all look horrifying like yeah. horrifying truly like i've there's one dolly parton's <laughs> alone is like she just she's a beautiful lady one and they just ma- and and they truly made her look like a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> it's so <laughs> crazy so i love like poorly made busts of people i Me found too. one of kennedy where kennedy a handsome man you know people thought um 
was uh what it just looked like um what's the the guy my only reference because i somebody brought him up recently is uh the earnest goes to camp guy oh <laughs> he yeah he looked like that guy the Hayburn guy he's just like a long face and real jim dopey varney looking. yeah 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 that guy. he looked like jim varney in a in a spiral ham um yeah i, I love we gotta so, go we gotta go well, can uh, I tell I, you what where it is now? Because yes, the park's done. Oh, they park's moved done. it somewhere else. Yes, yes. This is the, that's why they're all so fucked up. Yeah. So the land. Oh. So before the land was auctioned off, Newman asked him to destroy the busts, but Hankins didn't feel right about it, and instead offered to take the heads and move them to his four hundred acre farm, and so began the laborious process of moving forty three giant presidents' heads. Each weighing in between eleven thousand and twenty thousand pounds <laughs> into a field ten miles away, Hankins estimate, estimates the week-long process cost about fifty thousand dollars, not including the damage done to each sculpture during the move. Any hopes of preserving the presidents and the original site were literally crushed as the bus made their journey from park to field. They but they all had to be lifted from their base by a crane, so they just kind of like. They crack the sculpture's yeah. neck to like rip them off the thing. Oh my god! And then so they all have these giant holes. Um, and the team was like, you know, they don't know how to move this. There's just like a crane operators and stuff. And so who it would got better as they went on? Um, but now Abraham Lincoln's bust has an eerie hole in the back of his head. That Sick. He's <laughs> oh, again. Wow! And Ronald Reagan's bust bears the scar of a lightning strike. Whoa! Uh, they all now sit decaying in three neat lines on the farm, except for George Washington, who stands to the side overlooking the group where they continue to crumble, mm-hmm. peel, and crack. Mm. Hankins Field isn't officially open to visitors. He tells Smithsonian.com that he lacks a tourist attraction license and turns away requests to visit his property. But intrepid explorers and photographers have found ways of getting to the crumbling presidential ruin anyway. Okay. So uh, if you ever... Uh, you know, if anybody's down there near Virginia, please go and take some photographs. I will place. go truly like next week. I will go. I love this. I, mean, I, I, I would 100 percent go. Did you say? Well, the the thing about the Lincoln head hole is very, uh, very yeah. eerie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the, just look at the, the images are super, super eerie. That's and great. also I just love it. I love all I love every part of it. At first, they were like, we need to make this. And that they made it and then no one came. And then this guy was just like, I got to save all these heads and just yes. put them in a random field. <laughs> you know, um, speaking of the pre- presidents who are no longer with us and were shot, um, <laughs> uh, th- when I was, um, this is apropos of nothing, but uh, when I was calling back to JFK, when I was calling, I was, I was, uh, this is not to pat myself on the back, but I, as yeah, many right, people were, it. no, as many people were doing, they were phone banking and I called some lady in Texas. And she was a real talker and mm-hmm. she told me that, you know, she was very excited to vote and, you know, she's been through this kind of stuff before and mm-hmm. she was feeling hopeful this time around. She was around when Kennedy was, was, <laughs> was elected that she goes, and as you know, well, you know, they shot him. So, and I was like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I remember that. She goes, anyway, have a good day. <laughs> That's literally, <laughs> it's literally the thing she said right before she hung up. She was like, anyway, so Kennedy was a nice breath of fresh air, but they shot him. Yeah. Um, okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for voting. <laughs> All right. Let's take a real quick break and we'll be back in just a minute. Bananas.
we are back. Yes. Folks, just some reminders. We have holiday merch for sale. I'm loving it's it. It's great. Uh, just Google Exactly Right and Pod Swag uh, or go to exactlyright.com slash shop. That's all you need to do. Um, get yourself some bananas merch. Heck yeah, uh, get a bananas hat. It's so fun. The hat is so cool. It's got a little pom-pom on it. We got to show you a picture. They're adorable. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll show I mean, you a I would, picture right now. You would wear I would one. think it was Gorgeous. very, it would be very fun, like very fun merch. You can't have not fun merch if it's called bananas. Yeah. Look oh, at that's that, Albertina. great. Kurt, that Kurt is Shelley, great. Albertina. It's a yeah. good looking hat. Yes. It's lovely. Uh, so go check it out, guys. Also, uh, of course, rate and review this thing on uh, Apple Podcasts if you can. It helps. And go and uh, follow us on Instagram, The Bananas Podcast. DM us some stories. Please. Please. Mm-hmm. We need some stories. Scotty, give us our next story. Missouri man lists. Missouri man lists. Frozen lists. Di- lists. Uh, Missouri man lists. Frozen discontinued Taco Bell tacos for sale at only two hundred dollars. <laughs> All right. This Get was from the Frozen, Riverfront though. Times. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Daniel Hill wrote this. It was sent in by Clayt O seven eight. Thank you very much. So, this was a tragic year in 2020. Among the many cascading travesties that have defined the year 2020, Taco Bell's inexplicable culling of many of its most popular items from its menu rates up there with, well, not very high at all, actually. (laughs) Daniel Hill, ranking, joking. This guy's a jokester. Um, But it still sold a solid and unnecessary kick in the ball. Oh, it still is a solid and unnecessary kick to the Nards during an already awful year. The news broke in July that America's favorite house of varying amalgamations of cheese. See, now he's just getting carried away. It's making it hard on him. Too much. Too much. This is no Jennifer Billicks. Nope. (laughs) Sorry. Um, this is the the sort of like uh yeah i mean what is she she's kind of like the james joyce of uh of, yes. of this and, of and, and he is and he is uh the deep mad libs yeah of, exactly uh, <laughs> where was this published axe body spray news got him <laughs> burnt um so basically they took a lot of ingredient or a lot of items off their menu in an effort to streamline operations. They eliminated all of their potato options outright. That's huge news. Among the casualties of this bloodbath were <laughs> grilled steak taco. That's pretty good. Loaded grillers. Guys, no more cheesy potato or beefy nacho grillers. The seven layer burrito, the quesarito, <laughs> the beefy Wait, burrito. The seven layer burrito's gone? Adios. Say adios. What? That's crazy. The that beefy was like the only free, you like that option for fast food when I in the nineties. You know, I, know, I only man. had it twice, and I the first time I had Taco Bell was last year. I like it. I, I like love it. It's good. very good. No, it's very good. It's all like you know, it's what's wrong. I mean, it's like the it's same five combinations of something. That's right, and delicious. then a, yeah. Nacho Supreme is gone. Cheesy Fiesta potatoes are gone. The mini skillet bowls, which I did not know existed, are gone. So what are they selling? I know exactly. They just <laughs> yeah. What are they? Cinnamon selling? twists. <laughs> so there was a huge petition. A bunch of there were over a hundred thousand people signed a petition to save a lot of these items. So 
here we go. One local visionary had the forethought to secure and freeze three now discontinued potato soft tacos and list them for sale on market, Facebook Marketplace at the low, low Only price of $200. Yes. Only three tacos? Yeah, I, times are tough, man. Uh, <laughs> so according to the listing, these three potato soft tacos are in, quote, mint condition and were brought... <laughs> Straight from the drive-thru to the freezer. Quote, these babies are rare, the ad reads. Quote, never been eaten, end quote. So (laughs) so they reached out to the seller, Bryant Hoban of O'Fallon, Missouri. Never heard of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Beautiful town. Love it. And learned that the entrepreneurial scheme is part of a larger frozen fast food business ideas for which the potato soft tacos are simply a trial run. Quote, Bryant says, I've had the idea of investment sandwiches where, like, you buy a limited (laughs) offer sandwich in bulk, freeze it, and then sell it later for profit. Oh, God, America. Uh, You know, like the McRib. McDonald's only offers that once a year, but the demand doesn't go away. So when I heard Taco Bell was discontinuing the potato soft taco, I decided it would be a good opportunity to test this out before McRib season. I think it is McRib season right now, by the way. It is. Uh, Yes, that's what I heard. Um, um, It's it's like a weird trick that they do. I'm like, why just not just keep it keep it on the menu people seem to like it who cares why are you doing yeah. the got your nose thing with people like yeah. just do it yes i well, love it because that. they apparently make so much money off of it because they do this well i also My don't God. understand marketing so that makes sense i don't either <laughs> not only does mcdonald's make money but hoban says he already sold two of the three frozen tacos he explained he couldn't find a buyer for the full price of three the two hundred dollars but he was able to sell two individuals for $70 a piece. That's, you know what? He, you know he's what? a visionary. I mean, he is he's a He's the Steve Jobs. He's the new Steve Jobs. Uh, he yeah. recouped his investment, but Hoban is having... This is where it takes a, an interesting turn, guys. Hoban is having second thoughts about selling the third one. When he purchased the tacos, he explains he ordered a few for himself to freeze and to eat as well, which have since been consumed. He loves these suckers. So it's his it's Hoban's favorite item and he might only he might possess the last one in the world. He's hoping to find a way to replicate it and ensure the potatoy goodness lives on. So now he's holding on to it and I'm hoping someone comes along and wants to maybe help me with preserving things, conserving the potato soft. He also calls it potato soft throughout, which is, you know, my nickname in high school. The Pesado Soft Taco, uh, he wants to donate it to science potentially with his fingers crossed that he could, quote, retrieve the taco DNA for cloning, end quote. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. That's what he says. And <laughs> he says everything has a, its price. He's a jokester. This guy's having fun. But he's make, he, made a, he, sold, he made a profit. He definitely did. And then he ends it with saying, I mean, guys, if you, if you had the last panda, you wouldn't just sell that on Facebook, right? <laughs> Makes you think. <laughs> Makes you think. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. what's what's funny? Well, first off, I mean, I, I think you should take like any good drug dealer's advice, and you never take from your own stash. Is it what's, that's that, right. what's the uh, old saying? You know, you don't. I know. think that's it. You don't do your own shit. You, don't, you don't do your own shit. So, so keep the thing. But I, I love that he thinks that any food item can't be replicated. <laughs> 
Well, that's right. No, Albertina, what you just said that's, is right. Well, it was it's, like, it's like truly like you can go to YouTube and they're like, and there's somebody on YouTube making like a potato ole like at home and it looks exactly the same. You could truly yes. just do that. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm not trying to bur- bust his, you know, burst his bubble or anything. You can, bu- you can burst this guy's bubble. I don't think this guy's sincere or genuine. No, nope. He knows it's a goof. It's a goof. It's a sweet goof. Well, I, I, I mean, there's nothing like I was trying to think of something funny to say, but the guy is one hundred and forty dollars yeah. richer. So, yeah, <laughs> so I think he's fine, dude. He's actually doing just fine. It's funny that he doesn't want to just go, you know, maybe I'll just like learn how to make this and just sell replicas. Like so, there are a lot of places in right. L.A. that people like it's like a better McDonald's cheeseburger. That place. Yes. Um, uh, burgers never say die it's like the best mcdonald's cheeseburger you've ever had it's just yes. a better version it's like but not bryant bryant wants the potato soft the og way what's everybody's favorite uh like fast food mm. well that would have to be for me mm. hmm. Hmm. i'm gonna go jersey mike's oh yeah kurt loves the jersey mike's i also like a jersey mike's i get the italian yeah. I do like uh, Culver's, which is like a Midwestern um, yes. yep. uh, a butter burger. You guys have ever had those? Those are real good. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably up there. I do think Taco Bell's very good. I'm new to the game, but it is very, very good. <laughs> just last year. <laughs> yeah, just last year, truly. I mean, how am I? Like, I grew up in New York City. It's not like you go to right. Taco Bell in New York City. You there know, right. Taco Bell. There's in like New York one City. in on 23rd Street, and it's like, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to go there. Uh, and, um, or maybe you do, I don't know, but I didn't go there. Um, but, um, Oh, I have a story of a fast food place and my mom. Oh, cool. Yes. We once went to, um, we were on a road trip when I was a kid and we stopped at, I know we were like begging cause you know, we were not allowed to eat like any fast food or anything. We grew up in like all organic, very boring food. Yes. So I really, I really went for it when I was in college. I was yes. just eating like a trash can. Oh, yeah. So, so um, she always wanted us to eat healthy, but of course she was also uh, irritated by us. So we stopped at Burger King. Yes. And she let us get a Whopper. Whopper is also very good. Very good. Di- yeah. And good. and she ordered her first Whopper. She didn't cool. even really eat, eat meat. But then she opened it up and then went back to the counter and sent it back. Tried to send it back because she said this was overcooked. <laughs> yeah, well, and I was like, Mom. It's like, they can't. Uh, they, there's no cooking back there's there. The, the, you is, don't understand. A steam tray. Flame royal, baby. She's the only person in the history of Burger King who, like, went back and asked them to. And they did take it, but they gave her this, like, another one. <laughs> yeah. The same I, thing. Uh, I like steak and shake. I think those burgers are good. And I like Raising Cane's, which is the chicken finger company where they give you like a ton of stuff. I could I mess with some Raising Cane's. If I'm on a road trip and I see one of those, I'll go uh, I'll go clog one of my orders for that. You know, not, you know what is the bad. grossest to me and like truly I got sick for 2 days eating this. I I again only ate it once when I was like I was this was like I even remember when it was. It was 2005, and I was with my friend John, and we were really hungover. We'd gone out so late the night before. The best. And he lived around the corner from that KFC on 14th Street. I mean, everybody knows where that KFC used to be. It was like a combination. Oh, yes. You know, it it was a really pretty, like, 
like Ugh. dirty KFC. Yeah, and the sidewalk like, was slippery outside. They were frying so much food. I'm serious. If it was raining, you'd yes, see the water beat up on was, the sidewalk. It was not a good, well-run KFC. But there's a there was a KFC on 14th between 2nd and 3rd in New York. And he lived around the corner from there. He's like, what if we got a bucket of chicken from KFC? Because we were really hungover. And I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. And we got it. And two bites Ugh. in, I was so repulsed i don't know what Mm -hmm. i mean like whatever they they had on the floors is what was on that chicken because it was so (laughs) gross true i can't even look at a kfc now popeyes great chicken Mm. great chicken at popeyes yes it's all it's all good and all bad for you i don't want to i don't want to uh talk about this too much okay but since we're talking about food happens and novelty food i do want to just tell you that lauren blackburn sent this in um, that Mark and Spencer's, uh, Mark and Spencer, I guess. Okay. Uh, which is a, I think it's, and from my memory, it's a grocery yeah, store. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, it's, it's, I think it's a specialty. I thought it was like, um, like a, like a sort of fun gift store in the UK. Maybe. But, but no, it's but they sell food. Store. They sell food. That's right. They, here's the, their latest thing oh, is God. a donut that you can get. Okay. And I called them Mark and Spencer's, and it's called, Marks and Spencer. <laughs> so yeah. just, it, 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 sure. sure. They introduced a new donut called uh, Santa's Yum Nut. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and mm-hmm. it is, I will post the photograph of this. It is a, so it's a cronut and then painted on the top is a, is red all around. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then like a belt with a belt buckle. Okay. Oh, so it's as if who wouldn't want to eat taking that? a bite of Santa's crotch. Oh. It is such oh. a weird move. Finally, <laughs> Santa's yum nut. Wow! And it's just, of course, they just did this. For it's it's as the British it, that that as the British would say, it's very cheeky. Oh, very cheeky. <laughs> They're very, being very cheeky with that. I don't yeah, know. Um, a little bit cocky. Uh, well, good here. one. Let's just get I into it. Let's just I like it. it. Here we go. <laughs> Are you ready for another one, guys? Yeah. Get it. Okay. So this is sent in uh, by Shane at Shana Denton. Thank you, Shana. This was uh, in the Huffington Post. Uh, I've heard of I it. I guess it's just called Huff Post. Uh, and Huff this Huff. is by Mel Woods. Mel, thank you. This Mel, is an update. You. We have talked about Canuck, the most famous crow. Yes. In Canada before. Yes. Uh, he once he once he previously was famous for stealing a knife from a crime scene. Absolutely. Uh, he does a lot of different stuff. Uh, Vancouver's infamous knife wielding crow is now a father. Oh, this oh. is huge! This is huge. News. Canuck the crow welcomed new babies at his East Vancouver nest this week, <laughs> uh, just in time for Father's Day. Oh, so this is an old. Uh, this is old. This is from Who cares? Oh, from June. Just in time for Father's Day, Canada, Canada's most notorious crow has welcomed some new family members. Canuck, his partner Cassiar, and their new baby birds live in East Vancouver. Sean Bergman, who runs social media. I mean, come on. <laughs> Nate Bird and Sean Bergman. I mean, this is too much. People have found under, their calling, really. Yes. Under the name Canuck and I said in 2015 that his landlord's son helped rehabilitate the blackbird when he fell from a nest. Quote, he and I became friends on the day he was released when we met, Bergman told HuffPost. He, ho- he hopped on my arm and we've been friends ever since. Nice. Canuck, 
made international headlines in 2016 for allegedly stealing a knife from a crime scene. Uh, (laughs) uh, Canuck's past exploits include attacking a a cyclist. Absolutely. (laughs) Getting his own art art exhibit. Exhibit, yeah, and going to a bird hospital after a head injury. He was voted as Vancouver's unofficial ambassador, besting the likes of Michael J. Fox and Seth Rogen <laughs> yeah, by a CBC div. Reader's poll in 2018. Amazing. I was going to say, no one gives a shit about a bird more than that bird, because no bird has ever been taken. <laughs> like, a pigeon in New York City is not going to be taken to a bird <laughs> hospital if it bumps its head. <laughs> Yes, I'm pretty sure my favorite murder talked about this bird uh, Canuck too. Like I think when yeah. we first talked about this, we got a lot of people being like, "It's been covered," and it's been covered. Quit talking about stuff. How <laughs> dare you? Wait, wait! Don't tell me said it six years ago. How dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is I'm new. Sorry. This is new Canuck information. Also, I just want to say, God damn it, I want to move to Canada. Yeah. Like, this is Please. the news that is coming out of Canada. I know. I, it was Canucks like, of dad. <laughs> I know. I, when, when we were doing the movie, when we were living in, in Montreal, Kurt and I were both on set for a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. We Every morning was a joy because you walk past the newspaper and it was just like delightful stories about the day. Meanwhile, people back in the U.S. had to yes. just deal with the nightmare that is yes. current president. Yes. It was such a delight. It, I mean, I can't think of any of those stories right now. But if you know, if 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 the breaking news story is that this bird is a dad, it's yes. you know, things are going pretty well there. <laughs> I, used I would to. say things are things are being are, are very delightful. It's well, literally right across the right across the border. America is on fire, and then just in Canada, they're like, "Well, this bird is a father today." Just petting their birds, yes. all of their crows. That's I, um, that's so wonderful. I hitchhiked to college almost every day my senior year. Like, uh, they wanted parking passes for the year were like $400. I didn't have it. So I would park at a big Y supermarket that was, I don't know, a mile and a half, two miles from campus. I would just start walking and I would thumb it. Sometimes I would do it from our off campus house, but I would, I got picked up every single day. And I would say nine and a half times out of 10, it was a Canadian in a Subaru with an Ontario license plate. Like not <laughs> dif- different one, different Subaru, different Canadian. A lot of them were TAs or PAs or whatever they're called, professor's assistants. Uh, but they would pull over. And as soon as I saw a Canadian license plate, I felt completely safe and I would get in yeah. and I would ride. It was, cr- but I'm talking like 80 times, 90 times. And like, they'd be like, are you a student at UMass or Amherst? And I'd go, UMass. And then they were like, get in. What building? And I'd be like, Thompson. And they'd be like, oh, I'm going nearby. And drive me. And then we just have the nicest conversation at 9 a.m. And like, oh. didn't, it was amazing. Oh, it's Nothing so, but love for my Canadians. They're so lovely. They're the, they're the best. They're just the most delightful people. I remember, again, when I was in Canada, I wanted to go to this place and I'd asked a stranger how to get there and I forget where what it was I think it was a restaurant or something and it was kind of late and they told me to be careful in that area because (laughs) there was there was a stabbing there 10 years ago (laughs) holy smokes watch your back start jogging just do a light jog in that neighborhood yeah I love that so much I know I know Oh, it's Scotty. A, it was a stabbing there 10 years ago. <laughs> Scotty, send us home. Okay. Uh, Albertina, you own a cat. I've seen you That's um, right. yes. FaceTime with your cat when you were living in two, LA. Yeah, two, two cats, yes. Two cats. What are their names? Or do you not want to like dox them or something? 
I don't want them doxxed right okay, now. No problem. I get it's it. a weird time. I get it. It is a weird time. Sorry to even ask. Uh, this was sent in by, I think, Katamari or Katamari. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, Kata. Uh, Black Leopard Mall's Florida man who paid $150 to have a full contact experience. <laughs> <laughs> It was full contact. Oh, baby. This it one got me so good. And Katamari, you know what I like. Uh, a 50-year-old man has filed a lawsuit against a wildlife uh, against wildlife officials after saying he was mauled by a captive black leopard in the backyard animal sanctuary in South Florida. Dwight Turner paid $150 for a, quote, full contact experience with black leopards, end quote, which allowed him to, quote, play with it, rub its belly, and take pictures. A report by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, doing great work down there, guys. Get those snakes out of the Everglades. It says the incident happened in August 31st when Davy, uh, oh, in Davy, which is near Fort Lauderdale, uh, the agency charged the owner with allowing full contact and extremely dangerous animal uh, interaction, and he was cited for maintaining captive wildlife in an unsafe condition. So basically, Turner's now suing the owners and operators of the sanctuary, which is total bullshit. The owner runs a licensed animal sanctuary for rare and endangered species. Uh, the man was... <laughs> this is my favorite line. Oh, man. What is his name? I got to look him up because we need to say him by name. Dwight Turner. I mean, you can picture what a Dwight. Dwight Dwight Turner was attacked as soon as he entered the leopard's enclosure. (laughs) (laughs) The injuries were so severe, his scalp was hanging from his head and his right ear was torn in half. He required multiple surgeries. He went for the jugular and took Turner's head in its mouth. Uh, the ear was pretty much removed, says Steve Lander, Turner's and Tory uh, attorney. You cannot sue. You you it walked into sue. it. No, no. That, oh. An animal is going to be. Listen, it's it's always. I don't know who said this, but animals go animal. <laughs> I mean, like that's like what you have yes. to accept. They're animals. I mean, like, that's why. It's so crazy. I think that. I said the same thing about going underwater. We're in their territory. We're, that, yes, you're, you're fair game once you're in their territory. Yeah. That's their I'll, thing. I hate. I hate everyone in this story. I hate yes. the guy who too. has trapped yes. a cat, a wild yes. animal, and yes. is charging people $150. To hunt and I hate the guy who, who is like, I'm going to pay $150 for belly rubs with a <laughs> endangered animal. Truly yes. so, horrible. But also, I'm very surprised, like, okay, I, just on a planning level here, just like yes. pre- preparation level. Wouldn't you yeah. know to start small with cats and know that like most cats don't like belly rubs to begin with? So that should have been off the table. Oh, see, I didn't know that. That's From, good no, to mo- know. Most most cats don't like belly rubs. So like just do minor research or encounter a regular domestic short hair and see how that goes and move yes. your way up. And then work yes. your way up. Very work your good way point. up. Yes. This is a 50-year-old man. You cannot sue. If you've been on the planet, if you've lived in Florida for 50 years, you have to know things go sideways instantly all the time. And you can't just walk up to a wild animal. Like, I think this guy, I think it should be a reverse suing. I think that they should free the leopard and give the leopard $150 and close this thing. I mean, 
Like this is such hell because this the also means that sue those guys. Yes, yes, please. that's what I'm saying. The we need a lawyer for leopards. I think animals need defense. Yep. And count counter sue his ass. Sue him for three hundred. See if Dwight Turner shows up and tries to rub your belly next time. <laughs> One eared Dwight. Truly, like when this whole the whole Siegfried and Roy thing happened, I don't think anybody was oh, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, like it was a long time coming, guys." Oh, <laughs> we're backing point. those tigers. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, what was that documentary? Cat dancers? Yeah, cat dancers. Have you guys seen cat dancers? No. I don't okay. think so. But it Sprint, sounds like something I'd like. Don't walk to your DVR to your TiVo right now. Cat Dancers is a documentary from 2007 about a big... They were sort of the B-list, Siegfried and Roy, in oh, Vegas. Wow. And oh, I'm not going to spoil wonderful. it for any of our listeners out there. Uh, trigger warning. Uh, Dwight Turner got off easy. Um, no. But watch this doc. If you need a good, great Quar documentary, Cat Dancers is fantastic oh, That's watching. I'm in. So also, the whole idea of training wild animals, there is an amazing Doug Stanhope bit. Yes. Uh, say what you will about Doug, but, but he, this bit is amazing. It's about He's a thinker. when the, uh, it's about a closing act and it's about that, the trainer that was the killer whale trainer that was killed during a show at SeaWorld. What happened and to him? It is so good. That it starts off with, he's like, he's like, first off, you're not a killer whale trainer. As I'm aware, yes, killer whales right. come out fully trained as killer <laughs> whales. You are denying a food source to a wild animal to make it do flips. You're fucking with a killer whale. You are Absolutely. a killer whale fucker with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But he's like, free him. <laughs> that free him all. That bit is honestly, I think, maybe one of the best bits of comedy in the entire world. I want to continue doing his bit, but I won't because it's weird. It's um, his bit? But you guys should go listen to it. It's like, it's, I think it's called the, the, A Killer Closer. Look it up. Mm-hmm. What, what happened to the man, may I ask? Or will that ruin the, the whole thing? The, oh, the, the trainer? It was a woman. It was a woman. Uh, okay. And literally, the, 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 the whale, I mean, it's really, it's hard. It's, it's hard. in Blackfish, right? Uh, maybe, I don't know, grabbed her by her ponytail, pulled her down, and then just held her down and chomped on her for a while. Oh. And in front of... No. <laughs> in front of the big window. That was In quite- front of Dwight Turner and his family reunion. They were there that day in the splash zone. <laughs> it got gnarly. <laughs> uh, man, that was a dark ending. It Who was cares? a dark ending to the show. Oh, uh, how about this? Let's do a real quick one yeah, to bring yeah, it yeah. up. Lighten it, bring- it up. Okay. Bring it up. Bring it up. Lighten it up, this and then is, we'll get out of here. This is from Instagram user Autumn, spelled a period u period t period u you get it um thank you autumn world war ii veteran reunited with dog tag he lost 70 years ago this comes from cbs boston 70 years ago what was lost has finally been found a kelmsworth world war ii veteran has gotten something back he never thought he'd see again bill ledwell 92 years old lost his dog tags when he served as a sailor in the pacific war in world war ii Thanks to a man with a metal detector and some amateur sleuthing, Ledwell has the perfect way to celebrate Veterans Day. Amazing. It's really amazing, Ledwell says. It brings back so many memories, and that's what it does. Ledwell lost his dog tags in 1947 in Green Cove Springs, Florida, while he was mothballing ships after the war. They'd they'd strip them. Uh, That's where Frank Haggard... Frank Haggard, Banana of the Week. Frank Haggard is a Vietnam veteran who lives in Green Cove, and he was using his metal detector one day at the river at low tide. Bingo. He found the dog tag and found Bill. 
We sent it on a Friday, and he called me on Saturday morning and says, I got my dog tags around my neck back where they belong. Uh, I couldn't believe it could be found, but I knew they used metal detectors today, and I never suspected this would happen, but it did. He found it in the right river. Though they're years apart in age, Bill and Frank now share a bond. They're both Navy veterans who served in different ways. And uh, for William Raines Ledwell, having his dog tags back makes it that much more special. Quote, it's like having part of your life back. That's what it is. End quote. That's very sweet. That is so sweet. And also, again, thank you, metal detector people. Yes. Leaving in treasure (laughs) and getting out there and doing it. I love you. This I'm dedicating this whole episode to metal detectors. Metal people. detectors. One in a one millionth chance that you'll get to change someone's life with it. <laughs> Frank Haggard and Bill Ledwell. Yep. Yeah, they bonded. Bananas of the week. Thank you, boys. You did yeah. great. Thank you, Albs, for coming on. Oh, Where can, anything you, you want to plug? No. What, 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 who's plugging anything, right? I'm plugging... Twitter. Your Twitter. Go watch. Go, <laughs> sure. You can look at my... T- very funny. If, if you, thank Twitter. you so much. But I, I really don't think I am. And also, if you want election news, that's literally all I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. It's, what, it's what hilarious. It? It's at at ALBZ. Yeah. 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 Keep Great. it simple. Thank you Twitter. so much. I appreciate that. Bananas. Thanks. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme song by Kehan Amadi. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas.